afraid of flying. San Francisco to Frankfurt, Frankfurt to Rome, Perugia to Rotterdam, Amsterdam to Delhi. This has been our journey since mid-August as we've traveled to various Ananda centers in Europe sharing Master's teachings. We just arrived in Delhi today. International travel can be challenging and stressful, but fortunately, Jyotish and I handle it fairly well. For some people, however, flying in itself causes great anxiety. They'd rather take a train, boat, or car, anything other than a plane, to reach their destination. There's another kind of fear of flying that affects many people on the spiritual path. It's the apprehension about taking off spiritually, or in other words, taking a leap into the unknown of expanded awareness. A longtime devotee and friend of mine told me recently, occasionally I'll begin to go deeper in meditation and touch a level of awareness that I haven't experienced before. But as my consciousness expands, I instinctively pull back. I really don't know why, end quote. What is it that makes us inwardly withdraw from deeper experiences in meditation? One common cause is a feeling that we're not yet ready or worthy to experience expanded states of awareness. This is just the ego trying to defend its own turf. It plants in our mind the misconception that we have to earn the right to grow spiritually. We don't need to be worthy to be calm. Holding the mind in deep calmness is what opens the doors to expansion of awareness. So when a new level of depth begins to emerge in meditation, try to hold your mind and breath steady. Don't push it away, but rather relax into it, just as we relax into our seats as a plane is lifting off the ground. Another cause for pushing away deeper states is the thought, I still have many duties for which I'm responsible. I have to keep my feet on the ground, end quote. Yes, most of us must fulfill our worldly responsibilities, but that doesn't preclude going deep in meditation. Sri Teshwar advised his disciples to, quote, keep your feet on the ground, but your head in the clouds, end quote. In fact, time spent in deep meditation actually helps us to fulfill our responsibilities because it brings greater clarity of mind, energy, and intuitive perception. In a beautiful ceremony written by Swami Kriyananda, God says to the devotee, open your heart to me and I will enter and take charge of your life. The more we can surrender our life into God's hands, the better things will go. So try to remember that, contrary to what the ego thinks, it is God who is responsible for our life. Finally, we often pull back from deep meditation because of a fear of the unknown. We think, I'm not sure who I will become if I lose my sense of individual identity. I can tell you, however, having watched hundreds of devotees develop over time, that they become more clearly who they already were in essence 
and more able to express their own unique soul nature. Master said, quote, when this I shall die, then shall I know who am I, end quote. So let's strive to transform the fear of flying spiritually into the joy of soaring in our own higher self in the limitless skies of divine consciousness with joy, Nayaswami Devi. Well, friends, I'm glad to share this podcast with you. We're now in our little apartment that we share with Nayaswami Diana in Delhi, India, and it's a joy to be talking with you, sharing with you from here. This topic is actually one of a very, it's very important. In fact, Swami Kriyananda wrote a beautiful little spiritual allegory called The Land of Golden Sunshine, and it re represents just what we've been talking about. It's an allegory of the soul as represented by a young girl in very dire need and poverty, living in a dark city, working at a very menial job, sewing buttons on shirts all day long. And then one, she has one day a week off on Sunday. And on that day, a beautiful sunbeam comes through the window, the skylight of her little loft where she lives, and it materializes into a form of a golden sun man, representing God coming to the soul. And at first she's very drawn to it, but then she begins to think, oh, just as we wrote about, uh, the sunbeam starts to move towards her, and she said, oh, I'm not worthy to be part of that light, and it immediately vanishes. This happens the second time, and then and when she withdraws from it, then she just cries and cries. Finally, the third time it happens, and the golden sun man speaks to her, and he said, I've come to so many, but so few have allowed me to bless them totally in the light of my consciousness. And will you leave, will you keep your life in the city, or will you come with me to the land of golden sunshine? Meaning the soul being liberated. And in, and in the joyous moment, she realized that her life in the city was empty and devoid of happiness, of meaning, and she allows the light of this divine being to shine fully on her. And that's the. And then the next day, she doesn't show up uh, at, at the button factory, and they sort of her coworkers notice it for a moment, and then go about their chores. But it's just an allegory of the soul choosing, uh, first being afraid of letting the light enter into fully, but then realizing that without that light, our life really doesn't have any meaning. And so it's, it, it, this is a beautiful little allegory. I believe there's a recording of it too, which may, of Swami reading it, which may be available. But just remember that our spiritual growth is such a matter of us just saying, I want this, not am I good enough, have I earned it, but just I want to find God. I want to feel his light within me and not to shrink back and let the ego 
dissuade us with false reasons. So my friends, we, I wish you all the best in your spiritual journey. And I hope that you too will reach the point where just as that little girl in the story, that young girl said, Lord, I want to enter into your light fully and know the joy of my own self. God bless you.